This is the Scoop Slam Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the most entertaining podcast in sports entertainment. It's the Scoop Slam Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and we are here today going over Raw, going over some rumors. CM Punk has somehow found himself back in the spotlight while not being on a TV near you. I've got a sty in my eye, and I'm joined by the biggest heel in pro wrestling podcast. It's Ryan. Yo, Micah, ready to hate on Mr. Phil Brooks again. It's good to be back with you. <sighs> I knew we were going to start out like this. The day is March 23rd, 2023. And we're 200 days into no CM Punk in AEW. And here we are again about to argue over this. So yep. let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, we'll talk about the rumors first, as always. I, we'll start with the timeline for the day. Because you sent me this. Because you always find the forum post. I don't know how, but... <laughs> Very leaks online. <laughs> yeah, but you stay on top of it. I just see the stuff on Twitter. I, I didn't see this anywhere on Twitter. I only saw it because you sent it to me. But Well, Mr. Phil Brooks is on the same website so I'm on because he saw it too. Same dirt sheets. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where this is posted to. You might. You, you know where? It's on F4W online. It's in the forum. Mm, okay. But I I think somebody posted a comment and Meltzer. Wait, do you have it pulled up? I have the comment pulled up, but that's it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'll go ahead and read it. So it was posted by Dave. Do you know why they didn't advertise Punk versus Moxley longer and why it had a short build? Because Punk agreed to it, then AEW got a legal letter saying he wasn't down with it and wasn't doing it, and they didn't know if he'd come in until Tony put his foot down. There are a lot of nice things I can say about him, and you can absolutely argue his position on Moxley was correct, but you can't argue he willingly did what he was asked in that scenario. So, let's break this down for a minute, because I wanted to know, and you may know, you may not. What does he mean by, you can argue his position on Moxley was correct? I believe it was, the context, the context was that Moxley um, wanted to squash Punk, and Punk didn't want to do that creative. And so I'm guessing he said that CM Punk was right for not wanting to do that creative. That's what I interpreted as. Okay, did you know that before or after the CM Punk post? I knew that before because there was a dang. Let me let me see if I can pull up that up. While you're looking that up, I'll go ahead and read the uh, Punk comment, and then we'll come back to what the original comment was that Dave replied to. So CM Punk posted on his um, Instagram. Holy crap, I just realized the screen grab is 51 seconds after he made the post. He said, Sigh, I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet. Also, I just want to say, this was like 
20 minutes after you had sent me the Dave Meltzer post that I saw this on Twitter. So this was a very quick development after I had just read what you posted. Because I went to Twitter to see if anybody was talking about it, and nobody was talking about that. They were already talking about this punk thing. Anyways, let me get back to the quote. From CM Punk, Sigh, I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet. There was plans to wrestle, or the plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view. I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky Three idea. I explained how I'd never seen a Rocky movie. I thought the idea sucked, but if the boss wanted to do it, then whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me. I've never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I just kind of laughed. I asked Tony if this was what he wanted. He said yes. He said he's the boss. So I said, okay, but I need to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. (laughs) These are my favorite lines right here. Dave Meltzer is a liar. Chris Jericho is a liar and a stooge. (laughs) There were plans, but plans always change. But I'll never put a company above my health ever again. Wow. There's a lot to digest. Wow. So I did find the original post. Okay. Go ahead and let us know. Okay. So going back to the original post, what, what caused all this, Micah? It was this guy in the forum called, his name was Adam Bomb 87 He put, he did business with John Moxley through All Out, which included, included getting squashed on TV. I find it interesting now, Punk is portrayed as, as the monster, the likes of which pro wrestling has never seen before. Hmm. Plenty of wrestlers have gotten into backstage fights or cut public shoot promos. None of them were permanently banished because of it. Players on professional NBA and NFL teams have gotten into fights with teammates, and while they, they may result in fines and su- suspensions, they're rarely permanently banished. Too many, geez, this, this screenshots really bad, man. Uh, too many fans these days have adopted the, the mindset that these wrestlers are my friends and want to see everyone get along above all else. The reality is they're not your, your friends. They're not your friends and they don't all get along regardless of what they want the audiences to believe publicly. CM Punk, geez, can't, what? Won't, or isn't the first wrestler to behave poorly in a public or, Jesus Christ, to get along with some of their colleagues, he won't be the last either. Why should he be treated any differently than other headliners were? Geez, okay, so basically that, Michael. Because this screenshot is okay. really bad, very blurry. Yeah. Yeah. And A was replying to that. Okay. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> so he was saying <laughs> that his position on Moxley was correct. That he didn't. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That he didn't understand the creative. So. Punk ended up deleting that. So. <laughs> firstly. Tough guy, huh? Well, I mean, tougher than the Bucks and Omega, apparently. 
Um, okay, so let's go ahead and start this off. Let's break this down. The plan was to wrestle... Well, let's go ahead with Punk, because I think the, the Meltzer thing is basically just kind of a a prelude because yeah the punk stuff kind of explains it so firstly punk's never watched any of the rocky movies which i haven't either so i know that was like a travesty to you yeah terrible um so taking everything that punk said like it's true. We'll we'll just say that right now. I'm not saying that it is, but in that world. Okay. Why do you think that Moxley wouldn't put him over? I can't understand. I think that. I think he wanted to validate his little um interim championship run. So he wanted okay. to beat Punk. But but my thing is if Punk wasn't clear to wrestle, and they'd still let him wrestle anyways, wouldn't that wouldn't that put CM Punk in jeopardy? That's one of the things that ran through my mind was okay if they had him wrestle, and then he came back and got hurt. Which he did. <laughs> yeah, which he did, and I know it wasn't the same area. Does that kind of take away some of this punk is injury prone talk? Because now we kind of know he was working up into the wire of being cleared. Jeez, that is crazy. If uh, if TK just put CM Punk's health on the line just for a meaningless throwaway match on Dynamite, which didn't need to happen. And the pay-per-view match that really... Who was clamoring for Moxley versus Punk? Was anybody... Did anybody really want to see that? I mean, I was excited to see it if it was going to be at the pay-per-view, but I didn't understand why they did the blow-off on Dynamite and then had another match two weeks later. That didn't make any sense to me. You figure they just let Punk... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, we were recording right there. Uh, but why didn't they just have the MJF Moxley stuff happen at the pay per view instead of putting CM Hot Shot and CM Punk return? Because remember, MJF wasn't back yet. He came back at all out. Oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. This is a. Uh... And why Jericho catch a stray here? What did Jericho do? <laughs> I was waiting for that one. I think... Okay, so... Firstly, I, I got two thoughts packed into this. Because this is what's weird to me. We both know that we've heard punk talk and rumors and... You know, he's the world's worst person. Uh, he's a locker room cancer. He's horrible. He sucks in the ring. He's old. He's injury prone. Most of those you've have came out of your mouth, but not just you. Um, why would he reply now? That's the thing that I can't understand unless this one just really pissed him off. 
or caught him on a bad day or it was something he was like, nope, I'm not standing for this. Like, this is not what happened. You know what I mean? But the thing is, the thing is, though, they didn't post this in the newsletter or anything like that. This was in a a random forum post behind a paywall. And, like, and why would he had to know that if he put it on Instagram, it was going to get screenshot and go out there? Of course. Of course. Because we were just Are talking you... about it off air. Digital footprint. Anything yeah. you do is never deleted. No, they screen grabbed it at 54 seconds. Man. I... Does he want to come back? <laughs> that's what Are I we... can't figure out. Because they did report... I don't even think this was in the newsletter, but he did report that Punk is supposedly on his way back. It's just up to TK to, you know, to give the go-ahead. But all this happened after that, so I don't see that happening now. The last line is telling to me for that because there were plans, but plans always change. But I'll never put a company above my help ever again. Obviously, that draws comparison to the whole <clears throat> reason he left WWE. But is he saying that as like, I'm never going to do that again because look at what happened. And now, do you think that this is some of what maybe caused his frustration at the All Out Press Durham? Because I saw a tweet earlier. I think it was by Trevor Dane. I may be saying that wrong. But it said, I was... Thinking of a tweet to say that Punk is sitting at home injured and people are saying bad things about him on the internet again. Oh, I wonder what could happen. And he said, before I could even officially tweet that, something happened. Because basically this is the same situation as All Out. He's injured. He's at home. Everybody's talking crap about him online. He's got time to stew over it. And then... He does something and, in my opinion, defends himself like anybody would do. Because if you were sitting at home and people just talk crap about you every day, you wouldn't be able to stand it for seven months. I wouldn't. Nobody would. I don't think. So, I'm just saying there's a lot of different things that go into this. So, he got injured. I'm sure that pissed him off. Then everybody's saying, oh, he don't want to be in AEW. Oh, we don't know if he's going to show up. Uh, it's time to give Moxley the belt. Punk doesn't deserve it anymore. He's been sitting all summer. Then he comes back while hurt because TK wants him to, and Moxley has this idea, and he won't lose to him, and he's the commodity. He's the biggest star in AEW. Move over Chris Jericho. You were never that guy. Punk told you to your face. And now he fights Moxley at All Out, does what the boss says, took all the the flack, has a really good match at All Out that's underrated because of the stuff that happened after, about to enter this feud with MJF, and then bam, injured again. So could we? can we not understand why this man would be so pissed off? Because I can. I yes, I understand why he would be mad, but then again, Micah, you're professional. 
okay? You're getting paid millions upon millions of dollars just to sit at home. Just don't cause any ripples. Don't tweet anything that's problematic. Keep your mouth shut, and then we'll eventually bring you back to TV. Punk can't do that. He can't. What, what happened to being a professional? If you're getting paid millions of dollars, man, keep your mouth shut. He, he has pissed off Chris Jericho. and that Because he brought up Chris Jericho's name in the, in the, the Instagram post, dude. He's pissed off. He, he called him a stooge. He pissed off Adam Page. The Bucks got beat up by him at the pay-per-view. Kenny Omega got bit by his dog. Man. Ace Steel? Ace <laughs> Steel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it was Ace Steel. But, well, his look, dog, point, Ace Steel. He's got that kind of face. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, CM Punk pissed off multiple powerful people in the locker room. Why would they want him back after that? Is he gonna apologize? Well, judging by the looks of this post, I don't think he is. <laughs> if I had to take a wild guess, I'm not a betting man, but I don't, I don't know, man. I well, that's the thing is now everybody's on Twitter, and I know you're not on Twitter. I really, I like our duo because you get the forum Reddit posts, and I get the Twitter posts. So we get two very different audiences. Be oh, yeah. Because now everybody on Twitter, I don't want him back. Leave that bum out of my promotion. AEW doesn't need him. They're getting hot right now. They're in a stride. Hmm? Huh? What stride? 800,000 every week. That's the stride. Man, I just... I it's stupid to say that they don't need CM Punk. From any fan perspective, from a company perspective, from Tony Khan's perspective, saying that they don't need CM Punk is stupid. Because... But, can I play devil's advocate, Micah? Okay, I'm just saying, the money? It's not... I mean, are they going to lose their TV deal because CM Punk's not on the show? Well, it I mean, it's impressive. TNT and TBS is giving them another hour of television. I, I don't really think they inherently need CM Punk. Would it make the show a lot better? Sure, sure it would. He would have some good promos. He'd probably have a few decent matches. Yeah, okay, he'll make the show a little better. But the bottom line is, Micah, they sold out Toronto Air Canada Center in less than an hour, with no matches announced, do they really need CM Punk? I think if you're a businessman, and wrestling is a business, it's stupid not to bring him back. Because, I hate to tell you, but he will put more butts in seats than the Bucks, or Kenny Omega... And I, it's hard to say all time, maybe. Chris Jericho, at this stage, CM Punk is putting more uh, butts in seats. More seats and butts. That's what I almost said. Um, <laughs> um, Punk's a oh, bigger draw than Chris Moxley. Jericho. Chris Jericho is still a big star. Come on now. No. 
he looks like let's, come on. Higher, I, Ryan. I, I know he does, but let's come on now. Chris Jericho is still a bigger star than Chris Jericho was a star during the hottest point of wrestling. Come on now. But he was never the guy. But he was still on. I mean, he was still a pretty featured wrestler during the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars as a whole. Man, come on. It's debate. There's at least a discussion to be had on who's a bigger star. It, definitely right now. All time? Okay, I can see your argument. But right now, yeah. I think Punk's a bigger star than Jericho. And I think that eats would more, up. Would more people buy tickets to see CM Punk? Sure. At this point. But that doesn't mean he's a bigger star than Chris Jericho. Come on. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to disagree. I don't. I don't think Chris Jericho could sell out the United Center in, in on rumors. Bro, they just sold out the Air Canada Center with nothing announced. No, I know, but that's a pay per view. But Punk just sold out a Rampage. But then again, Punk's been going for eight years. Come on, he didn't sell out the United Center every week. Did Jericho sell it out when that Save Us Y Two J vignettes were playing? Oh, which ones? Oh, well, yeah, that's probably not specific. 2008. Oh, okay, because 99. I mean, they, I think they were in the All-State Arena during 1999 when he debuted with the same as Y2J. But that's beside the point. Point is, Micah, Chris Jericho is still a, a really, really big star. Let's not say he's a scrub out here. He's not action and dready, man. I'm not saying he's a scrub. I'm just saying... I I respect Chris Jericho the wrestler, the person. I okay, I respect the person, but his actions make me not to. I don't know how to explain that. Cause like I would still buy a meet and greet to meet Chris Jericho because he's a legend, but like he's very full of himself. He thinks everything he does is the greatest thing of all time. He thinks that he invented fans singing entrance music. (laughs) And he thinks that he's the biggest star in AEW. And I'm sorry, this is just not the case anymore. You remember that time all those NBA fans turned to AEW and they were like, oh my God, this is Chris Jericho? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. I'd say that about Punk. <laughs> well, the NBA fans didn't tune in to go see CM Punk. That was after a playoff game, and Dynamite played right after that. That's why it was a bunch of NBA fans watching. But I see your point. I see your point. I also, the reason that, and I meant to say this earlier, but I forgot. The reason I think Punk threw him in there is because. I think Jericho is one of those guys that leaks information to Meltzer. Mm. That's been a rumor going back a while now. Well, it makes sense. All the positive PR Jericho gets, and then the the bigger, the only like bigger star than Jericho that wrestles full time in AEW is Punk. And what happens? They spread false rumors about him. False, according to Punk, I'll just say that. Um, yeah. And uh, it the shoe the shoe fits. All the positive stuff 
Meltzer says about Jericho, like he never says anything he does is terrible, even when it is terrible. And he always gives them a favorable uh, match rating when he uh, does his little star rating nonsense. Yeah, man, it's I can see him being biased towards one Jericho. But then again, Micah, you gotta stay. You gotta stay quiet during this. You can't. You can't post that. I agree. Well, I I put something on Twitter that said I don't agree with the way that he went about doing so. But at the root of all of this, all going back to All Out, going back to the Hangman Adam Page promo where he called him coward, whatever. Is this not just him defending himself? You know what I mean? I'm not saying that he was going about it the right way, because it's not the way I would do it. But also, I'm not confrontational like that. <laughs> but... Well... It's... Man, I don't, I don't know. He's, he's being really sensitive, in my opinion. I... John Cena got a lot of flack online during Super Cena stuff. You didn't see him go out there and tweet that F you, Dave, and you don't know what what you're talking about when Dave may have said something about Cena pulling backstage politics. He didn't ever say anything like that. Can you imagine that being done? No, because it's the thing about being professional. I agree. Like I said, I'm not agreeing with the way that he did it. I'm just saying, is it not him defending himself? Being sensitive, you mean, yeah. Oh, come on now. You just don't like Mr. Phil because you don't wrestle for the E. Well, you don't wrestle for anybody. Oh, well, you know, when you put it like that. um, You know, let's go ahead. Do you think you'll see CM Punk in the AEW ring again? If you would have asked me 24 hours ago, I would have said, okay, yeah, yeah. He, he might be there. Matter of fact, he might be. <laughs> yeah, I think we were talking about it this morning. Yeah, I sent you the Meltzer thing, and you said, "Let me, let me find it." Uh, come on now. Oh, you said, "Do they hold off until Forbidden Door, or will he come out on Dynamite?" So that's pretty much a lock that yeah, he's coming back, but just when? Well, I don't know. I really hope he does, because some of these people are delusional that. Dynamite's in the stride, but we'll get to that on the He's next got episode. It. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll um we're gonna unleash on Dynamite with old Viking and Kenny Omega's match mm-hmm. that everybody creeped themselves about. But yeah, man, I don't know if Paul's gonna be back now. I just I don't know. I don't think so. If I had put money on, I would say not. I'm still call me delusional. I'm still holding out hope that he will if he apologizes to the locker room then he might be able to come back but i just don't i don't think punk's that guy to apologize you know it's really funny that when punk first got there i was like (laughs) this this is the perfect environment for cm punk like this is a a company or an employee-friendly company, and they can let loose and do whatever. Yet, the further we go into this, I almost don't 
think that this is the company for CM Punk. Because, Jeez. well, the the fan base is so like, look, I like AEW. I have given AEW a lot of my money to go to their shows <laughs> and watch their cable shows and buy their t-shirts and buy their action figures and the whole nine yards of the merch. And I have really enjoyed the show minus the past couple months. I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm just this grading nails on the chalkboard or anything, but it's just not the same recently. But the fan base is so aggravating because if you disagree with anything that happens, you you hate AEW and you deserve to die. Well, it's Tony Khan feeding into it too, man. Well, I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing. If you say anything negative about AEW on Twitter, he might quote tweet you and say that you're a bot and you're not real and that he has a study about it and he's going to release it one day. Bro, it's just, I don't know, man. He's feeding this toxic fan base. I just hate it when, if, if WWE has something good, and I have not liked WWE since, like, I don't even know when. When did Daniel Bryan win Jeez. the belt? 2014. That drove you away? No, not. I'm just saying, like, oh, I was man. growing up, and I was getting out of it, and I was just aggravated. And me and my friend Mark quit watching. (laughs) So, you know, I got back into wrestling through AEW, and I haven't liked liked WWE really until Triple H started taking over. I liked certain aspects, but for the most part, no. But if you compliment WWE, oh, God. You're you don't like wrestling. You don't know wrestling. If you only watch WWE or you only watch AEW, well, you're just you might as well not be a wrestling fan at all. You didn't watch yeah. the ICW show that happened and broadcast in front of three thousand people on cable, on Access TV. Ah, oh, come on, you don't like real wrestling. Like, come on now, we can give compliments where they're due to each company. Whether it be AEW, whether it be WWE, whether it be Impact, anything like that. It doesn't, you don't have to be like a cult for AEW. You don't have to be that way for WWE either. It's a lot of gatekeeping wrestling fans. And I don't know if this is a fact or not, but it seems to be more on the AEW side. For me, at least. I, if you go online and compliment a match on Raw, you'll get people saying, oh, you should have seen that match on Dynamite or Rampage. They had an even better match. Who cares about Raw? Like, bro, just let me enjoy what I like. What? Can we not do that anymore? No, you have to like what the majority likes. It has. It's AEW you or nothing. You have to like this match because it happened in front of 200 people and Dave Meltzer gave it six and a half stars. and It was a match in Japan. I don't know, man. It's just <sighs> toxic wrestling fan bases. Nobody hates wrestling fans more than wrestling fans. Yep. 
It's like Star Wars, but worse. That's what I always tell people. <laughs> and yeah, that's a good comparison, actually. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, I don't know if you like Star Wars, to be honest. I don't think that's ever came up between us. But, man, the fan base for that is horrible. And it's the same way here. Yeah, it's you can't really, like, you can't compare it to any sports either because, I don't know, man, I, I follow the NBA a lot. And if I compliment a player, I'm not going to get bombarded with a bunch of people saying, what? You should go watch this player in Europe. He's so much better. Those are where the real basketball players are from. Like, you don't see that, man. I don't know. It's just, it's weird, and I think that people, people get a sense of, like, they're a part of the company because they've supported it since day one, and they've been fans, and, like, I understand that, and you can have your opinions, but don't attack people just because they have a different opinion, or don't be like, Oh, you don't like AEW? I bet I bet you like WWE. I bet you only watch WWE. Why is that necessarily an insult? If that's what you like, that's what you like. Okay. Yeah. So. I, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, we're far off on a tangent, but. Oh, yeah. We are. <laughs> all in all, Mr. Brooks has been off of TV for seven months and yet is still the front of wrestling news headlines. Which which happens first? Punk comes back to wrestling or AEW releases the video game? Uh, Punk comes back. Really? <laughs> I think so. Bro, what's the name of the game? Fight Forever? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Fight in development forever. Like what I did there? Yeah, I, I see what you did. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I like it, but I see what you did. <laughs> Ugh, like, uh, I don't know. I just seen punk, like positive punk comments today on Twitter, and yeah, they just they would have like one like, and then the people are, that are like, I hope CM Punk never wrestles again. It's like four thousand likes. This. Do people not realize that they begged for this man to come back for like eight years? And then you I get him and you, you treat him like crap and you say all this stuff behind his back. And I'm not saying that what he did was good, but people don't understand that wrestling journalism and mainly bad wrestling journalism put him in that direction. It's a lot of bad wrestling journalism. It's a lot of people that report false information online. And it's very frustrating when you want a legitimate story. You can't. Man, there was a guy floating around that they said that the, the Bray Wyatt left the company because of creative problems. And then everything came out later on that said, no, that's not the case at all. And people ran with that. That was the news story for a whole whole entire half a day. Because that's the speed things move. Yeah, man, just... Uh, come on, man. Can we be better than that? That's what... I don't know. That's one thing, like, that I don't think that we'll do here. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say never, because maybe. I, I don't know what the future holds for the Scoop Slam podcast, 
But personally, I don't think we're going to be a news source. I would rather just be an opinion source because yeah. I don't want to catch the flag and I don't want to be called a liar about anything, nor do I want to report things because I think it will get me in good favor with wrestlers or good favor with, you know, uh, certain subsections of companies or this, that, and the other, like, I, would I love to have interviews with wrestlers on this podcast? That would be great. But I'm not going to not say what I think or how I feel about a show or something. Because I don't mean that disrespectful to the person playing the character. But as a viewer, as a consumer, as the person that has to eat the food, I can tell you if it tastes like crap. I don't mean that disrespectful towards the cook. I'm just saying the food that he cooks sucks. So Well... If that cook floats me a six-digit check, I mean, I might, I might tell you the food tastes pretty good, man. Well, I'm, if TK calls us and tells us, we need you at the next post-pay-per-view press conference, and we need you to talk good about AEW. I don't know, man. I might say a couple compliments. I don't know. But you can. Hey, Jericho, great match. I really love your work, man. <laughs> so what's hey, next your match for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say that 2023 has been your year, Chris. Uh, what what's next, man? It's everything you do is great. Hey, your your band is just on a oh come on, just writing all these hits, man. <laughs> I you love can't your you can't stretch the truth that far. <laughs> anyway, speaking of money moves, hmm. we got a article from Forbes. This will be the last rumor since we spent so long on the punk stuff, which I expected. This is a Forbes article, and this is speaking about the highest-paid wrestler in WWE. I'm assuming. I don't know that to be fact. I don't have an inside source. You might. It's the WWE. <laughs> I might. Like, I'm in on the board meetings. Well, I mean, you act like it. I might have a few stocks in the company. Anyways, Roman Reigns reportedly taking significant break from WWE after WrestleMania 39. According to WrestleVotes, the undisputed Universal Champion is slated for a significant break following WrestleMania a hiatus. A hiatus. <laughs> Maybe I need to take a hiatus. <laughs> that could potentially... Extend all the way to SummerSlam in August. He will defend both of the titles at Mania, but despite that match setting the perfect stage for Reigns to lose the championships, he's held, or that's worded very weird, but despite yeah. that, that he will lose the championships, he's held for well over two years. Those plans are not certain. Okay, so anyways, we get the gist of that without the weird wording. Um... What do you think? You called it. Yeah. You called it. You know, I didn't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. I give you some credit. I was, yeah. I, I don't. I'm. We probably talked about this before, but it's just a shame that when he when he's hitting his stride as a gimmick, and his on screen persona, he's hitting his stride. He's getting the biggest reactions he's ever gotten, and he's hardly here. And he could take a couple month long hiatus after WrestleMania. When they're going to some pretty big new markets after WrestleMania with the show in Puerto Rico for Backlash and the 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 London show 
the first UK, well, not UK, because they had one last year. The first pay-per-view they had in London in a long time. They're having that for Money in the Bank, so I don't know, man. I, Roman taking the time off. I hate to see it. I hate to see it. I really wonder how WWE feels. I mean, I'm sure they're giving him the time. That's not what I mean. But ultimately, he's their biggest... Yeah. Their biggest consistent draw. Um, not that I mean. Oh. I mean, Brock, I would say, is a bigger draw, obviously. Um, you know, the guys yeah. that can call back, Cena. But Roman's still I think Cody is. I think Cody is at that. He's at that level, or at least a little bit under it. He said, man, he does a lot of business for them. He does. He sells a lot of merch. He moves a lot of tickets when he when he gets announced for shows. I, I'm not gonna say Cody isn't a, a draw. Okay, let me let me ask you this. Roman ha- <clears throat> Roman has rode the lightning for two years now, almost a thousand days as champion, and he's pretty much been the head honcho for most of the years that he's been there, but definitely these past two. Yeah. Do you think Cody can ride that lightning that long? Because you know these ultra babyface gimmicks sour aside from Cena. But I don't think I don't think Cody would be I don't think he would be hell bent on not turning heel like he was in AEW. I think they could turn him heel in WWE and he would play ball. I think he'd be better as a heel, personally. He just looks oh, like yeah, a he's... heel. He did some good work as a heel in Impact and, uh, dang, what was he? I think it was just Impact. He was a heel. Oh, ROH. He did some good work in. No, not good. Before, come on, man. Nobody's seen that. Oh, um, ROH and Impact. He did some really good stuff as a heel. I think that's all he was in Impact and ROH was a heel. He, to me, the most interested I've ever been in Cody was Dash and Cody Rhodes. Really? That was the, to me, that was the most interesting version of Cody Rhodes. Well, I say that. You don't like this one? Well, aside from this one, because this one's main event. The other one was just mid-card. But, I mean, that was including oh, AEW and everything. Uh, but, obviously, I didn't watch his independent run because I wasn't watching wrestling. I didn't get back into it till like, 2021. But, um... Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, when he split and he was teaming with Sandow, I like that too. Um, but to me, that was the most interesting Cody had been, and all of his best work was being a heel. Even now, the the suits and the cheeky smile and the the dyed hair and the neck tattoo, he just seems really full of himself and. That could be true. That yeah. could not be true. But it definitely would work for a heel. He's, but the younger fan bases really really like him, man. Well, that's like Cena. He was that ultra. But he doesn't face. wear. He doesn't wear the bright colors like Cena. He doesn't have the new big T-shirt and all the wristbands. He doesn't have any of that. Yeah. He comes out in a suit and tells us that. His dad died. He has to finish the story. Yeah, come on now. He doesn't I don't know, man. He 
doesn't seem like he should be. I don't know where I was going with that. Well, oh, Cody. Oh, Roman taking a hiatus. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we strayed very was... far away from that. <laughs> yeah, they, um, hate to see it, man. Hate to see it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be good for really anybody. Um, yeah. And the bloodline then... stuff is you got to remember that Roman did have cancer a couple years ago, guys. So maybe, you know, knock on wood here, but maybe he's having complications. I don't know. That's true. And, I mean, he's had it twice now, so that could definitely be a reason. You know, I've never thought about that. That could be a reason why he's kind of hanging on so early, I guess, because I'm sure his body's been through a lot more than – you know, most of the guys. Yeah. It's, um, you sometimes forget about it. That he had that whole thing in 2018, wasn't it? That 2018? You're asking the wrong guy. Oh, yeah, I think it was 2018. Because he, he won the title um, from Brock at SummerSlam in 2018. And then uh, he held it for like a month. And he had to vacate it. And then that's when Ambrose turned on Seth that same night. Oh, yeah, because I remember Moxley not wanting to do that at all. I thought it was great, but then after that, it was terrible. Awful. Really? Was that when he did that germaphobe gimmick? Yes. Terrible. Yeah. Awful. But, uh... Let me let me hit you with this, and then we'll close up the Roman Reigns stuff as well as all the rumors for the week. It's funny because I, I was talking to you the other day, um, and I was like, ah, there's really just not like a ton to talk about. And then, bam, CM Punk comes right back into the forefront of our minds. But let yeah. me hit you with this. SummerSlam 2023, who do you think Roman Reigns will be fighting? Jay Uso. You think I called it again? Months and a, months ahead. Did you call that? I did. I said I think. Wow. I said if I if I had the book. Oh, if I had the book. Um, that Roman would drop the belts to Cody. He would leave for a while, come back and face Jay at SummerSlam. Wow. There well, I guess you did. <laughs> yeah, she did call it. Unless uh, Kenny Omega shows up, I don't know. Jay White. Is Go- what's Goldberg doing? <laughs> Who's he gonna- oh, man, we didn't even Who's talk side? about that. <laughs> Whose side's he on? Um, but, yeah, uh, I hate to see it because the Bloodline stuff is the most interesting on TV, and we'll get to that in just a second. But, um. All in all, you know, now that we kind of touched on why he may be leaving, I hope that Roman is healthy and is okay no matter what happens. But I still would like to see him on my TV. So, we will move to Monday Night Raw, the Scoop Slam Review Edition. If this is your first time listening to the Scoop Slam podcast, I'm going to go over a quick rundown. Do these on all the shows. So you got your positives and your negatives, your ups and your downs that you think about the show. We here call them scoops and slams. Your scoops are your ups. Your slams are your negatives. To open up Monday Night Raw, 
Sammy and Kevin Owens came out. KO came out first. Sammy came out later. Both roaring pops as they're, aside from Cody, the most over baby faces in the company right now. And they come down, uh, cut a promo, talk about, you know, the Usos. The Usos come out. They do a little bit of arguing back and forth. Sammy and KO challenge them. They decline. Then they change their mind and accept. And then they have a weird brawl and disperse to the back. Um, so, I thought it was an alright opening segment. I'll start us off with the scoops. Because you normally start us off. So, I'll take the floor this time. Uh, the scoop, The one scoop that I had was... That I thought the crowd was really behind Sammy and KO. I like when uh, Kevin Owens called Sammy his brother. He was talking to Jay and Jimmy and he said, you know, my brother and me are going to fight you and your brother at WrestleMania and we're going to take those tag team titles off of you. And I just, I thought it was a good way to truly show unity. You know, it it was little, but it, it made a difference to me. The crowd went nuclear when he said that too. They were, they were hot, man. When he uh, challenged them to that match at WrestleMania, KO, man, he he's when he starts yelling at me, he's really good on the mic. <laughs> he's all right. you, man. You can't beat those. You can't beat those old school, yell at me promos. Those, those are the best. Tear in my. Eye. I don't think those. Tear in my. Eye. There you go. I don't think the Usos. I don't think they get enough credit for the work they do on the mic, especially Jay. Yeah, Jay is really good. Jimmy's not bad, but I remember one of the Raws we reviewed, it may have been last week or week before last, where Jimmy was out there by himself with Solo. I was like, uh. But Jay is better by himself. Together, though, I think they're probably the best promo in the business, tag team-wise. Aside from FTR, yeah, and they did a lot of good stuff uh, on 2016, 2017 SmackDown too, man. They were they had some heat promos back then too. They've been good for a while, and it's I don't think I could envision these guys with the face paint and the 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 little chant they did at the beginning of their. Their uh, entrance in 2010. I couldn't picture these guys being this right now at this point. It's weird to think about that they're the same person. I guess or when you look at them, when you look at them in 2010, and Cody Rhodes with his no knee pads and his Ugh. baby face, and now they're one of the focal points of the company. 13 years later, crazy to think about. Yeah, and. Or, or really, a lot of people mention it, but like the fact that the Shield basically made the wrestling business for the past couple of years, whether you like it or not. Like Moxley dominated AEW and Roman, but even before then, they were all big stars in WWE. But like Roman's been on top for years, and if it hadn't been Roman, it's normally Seth, aside from Brock. My voice is going out for some reason. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the, so I don't, it's crazy, you know, when I was growing up and watching it to see 
the fact that those guys are the focal point now, and it, it's crazy to think, you know, the theories and the Braun Breakers will be that same way 10 years from now. We'll be like, oh, my God, you remember when Braun Breaker wore those really bright, uh, that really bright singlet all the time? But I'm sure he'll be different, you know, 10 years from now. He's got a ways to go. I saw NXT um, last Tuesday, and he's got a ways to go. But, man, are the Shield, is that what the Nexus could have been? <laughs> Do you ever think about that? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been Darren Young and Ryback ruling the show 13 years later. Oh, you had not pull for... the worst, too. I'm just saying, man. I mean, it could have been these guys running the company, but yet that didn't work, but somehow the shield worked. It's crazy. It's just, it's funny in wrestling what catches sometimes and what doesn't it. But I mean, also, the Shield didn't get jobbed out to John Cena in a match that was so clearly set up for the Nexus yeah. to win, but that's besides the point. I was heated. Oh, I Bro, was year old. Bro, I, you weren't a Super Cena fan? No, I didn't like John Cena. Even when he was like at his peak, I guess I still, it just wasn't my favorite. The only night I remember really cheering for Cena was Money in the Bank 2011 because I was like a jaded nine-year-old and I thought that Punk really was going to leave with the title. And then my brother was like, like I remember my brother like putting his hand on my shoulder and was like, you understand that the belt will still be in WWE, right? Like this all isn't. I knew wrestling Whoa, was fake, on. but. Oh, everybody i did not know that and i was following a lot of the online stuff i really did think he was gonna leave the company with the title oh was that the online dirt sheets then because i didn't know maybe i I just didn't follow the right dirt sheets but i didn't (laughs) i thought it was all real man i thought he was gonna leave and never come back and then he showed up in an independent show with the title and i don't know man I, i got hooked that dang faulty journalism strikes again. They worked me, man. They worked me. I was thinking about this today. This is a extreme sidebar. Uh, well, I promise we'll get back to Sammy and KO. Is Jim Cornette like the J. Jonah Jameson of, of pro wrestling? I don't know how much you know about Spider-Man, but is that a fair comparison? Uh, that went... Directly over my head. I'm a big Spider-Man fan, but I don't know. What, what do you mean? You, you know, the old guy who does the newspaper, and he's like, Spider-Man's a menace. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Well, hmm, I never thought of that. Yeah, I guess that'd be fair. It just, it's it's kind of funny to me because I guess, like, I'm not saying that Cornette is wrong, or I'm not saying that J. Jonah Jameson is, well, I think J. Jonah Jameson is painted to be wrong in the show. But I, it just, I thought it was kind of funny because, like, there's that old man screaming at the sky and, like, people just dog him and nobody talks. I don't know. I don't know. It made more sense to me while I was driving to work at like 6.30 in the morning, but, you know, those those tired thoughts aren't with me anymore, so we'll move on. 
Hey, can you imagine if the Shield would have went with uh, uh, Chris Hero instead of Roman? <laughs> like oh, CM Punk would. <laughs> yeah, that was uh. That was an L for Mister Brooks. However, if oh, this God. was still 2018, would we still be saying that? Roman was still a big star in 2018. Come on, man. Yeah, but he wasn't good. Suckering Suckatash. Do you remember that, Ryan? That was 2015. Come on, man. You remember when he winked at the camera? I, he does that now still. You don't remember he did that to Cody on SmackDown? Yeah, but that's different now. Now it's cheeky. Oh, now it's cheeky. But can you imagine if they would have went with Chris Hero? Speaking of, what is he doing now? Well, he was with NXT UK, but then they shut all that down. I think he left a little bit before that. I don't know. I don't know. I know he's married to... No, that's his all. Never mind. I was going to say he was married to the head trainer um, at the PC. No, that's Cesaro. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Why was he in NXT UK? He's not British, is he? Bro, they were trying to find something to do with him. He's he's good at training the, the new guys, the young guys. He's a good trainer. But you can't put him on television looking like that, man. And I know he has a well, he has a thyroid problem, and that's not his fault, but come on, man. I was going to say, because, I mean, like, I haven't seen the guy, and God knows. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. What, what? happened? So he like, wasn't skinny, or he wasn't, like, bigger on the independent scene. He had a thyroid problem, so he gained a lot of weight. But his last tenure with the company in WWE, he was wearing a basketball jersey in trunks. It looked oh, bad, no. man. I don't know. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was a little, you know, hefty, a lot hefty. And he could move good. He had good matches, but it's just... It's a, it's an upper body business, brother. You know, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of basketball jersey and gym shorts, Austin Theory versus Montez Ford followed. I man, that transition was laid right in wow. my hands. Call you, you Tom go. Brady. Um. Yeah, I mean, this match happened. Um. Theory picked up the win. It was bad by no means, but to me, it was just here. You got any scoops? Yeah, I thought it was a fun little match. Um, it lasted. It was actually it wasn't it wasn't bad, man. They had a couple good matches on the show. I you didn't pay much attention to this. I mean, I watched it. I just didn't have a whole lot of takeaways. Uh, Montez had a really cool. Uh, I hate to say spot all the time, but um, a really cool moment where, like, I think Theory went for maybe, like, a spear or a tackle or something, and he, like, jumped over him and did, like, a dive, and it, it looked really cool to me, but, I mean. He's an explosive athlete. Oh, he's going to go somewhere like one day. The stuff he does in the ring looks so much different than everybody else. Just the way he moves and, like, his hang time and stuff. He um he's definitely I know we gush over Montez every single week, but I if they mess this guy up, I don't know what to what to say. He's got something. 
And he's got charisma. I think he could use a little work on the mic, but you know, I think a heel turn would yeah would be Unleash good it. for him. Yeah, it's something. It's there, but you just gotta you gotta mold that clay. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know what bothered me? Go ahead. And this this isn't this isn't even a slam or anything, but. I think Theory's finisher is kind of, kind of, kind of weak. The A Town down. Yeah, man, I don't like that as a finisher. It is a little awkward. I I don't know. It's not my favorite. Yeah. I'll agree with you. I don't hate it, but it's I don't know. I think weird. I think a lot of wrestling now has gotten to a point where I don't, like guys can't. I mean, shoot, the DDT doesn't work anymore because it's been done. And you've got to come up with new moves, but, I mean, good Lord, how many things can you do to a person? You know what I'm saying? It's very innovative, but it just doesn't look devastating, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you should dig up the past and see if you can find a finisher that worked for somebody in the 90s. Because I'm just, I don't know, man, that finisher looks... You got a, uh, speaking of, WWE 2K23 came out recently, so when you make a creator wrestler, do you have a go-to finisher you put on them? Oh man, I usually just download the community creation. Oh, you don't make like a custom, a custom guy oh, wow. for you? I don't do that anymore, no. <laughs> not a little Ryan? No, no, not since SBR 07 and 08. Oh. <laughs> that was the last time. Yeah. Custom character. Nah, I like to keep my realistic. Well, I don't insert them in like universe mode. I just use them. Well, I, I say that. I, I usually what I do, and I, I I would do the same thing with NBA. I would make a version with like me in it, and then a version without me in it. So, I don't, yeah. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. I I'll say what I use. I always use the. Uh, Reverse neck breaker. Rick Rude's old finisher. Ah, the Rude Awakening. Yeah, because nobody uses it anymore. It's a good finisher. Looks devastating. But um, I think too many guys got submissions too. No. Yeah, everybody wants to tap someone out. Or no, everybody wants to make somebody pass out, not tap out. Yeah, I hate wants that. To be stone cold. Well, anyways, you got any slams for this one? The theory Cena match was better in my head when I booked it. This is not what I imagined. Cena shows up when we cook some, and then we don't see Cena again. Is he not showing? Is he not showing up anymore before WrestleMania? No, no, he's not advertised for any dates. And if he was going to show up, they would advertise that. He's not going to be there. Bro, there's only one Raw there. Ugh. That weekend's going to be horrible. Sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying. That's a lot of wrestling to watch in one weekend. Oh, yeah. I got Saturday and Sunday off. So I'm going to need that. (laughs) You already asked off for it. Oh, bro. I I anticipated it. I was like, man, I better get get a day off. Because if not, I'm going to be in Micah's driveway arguing till 3 in the morning. And I'm going to be. Have to call out anyway. Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I was expecting more, and I was really excited to see this, and I'm excited to see the match, but the build, I, I it's think... It's non-existent. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like we said a couple weeks ago when they actually had the in-ring interview. They... I don't, you like get this image of Cena in your mind, and he's like, you're like he's a big star. I want to see this. I want to see him again because it makes you think of the old days. And then he comes back, and you realize why you didn't like him because he just he never he may lose, but he doesn't really put talent over. He doesn't sell any insults either. He just sits there and smiles. How was Punk the only... How did Punk get over on him? Bro, I, I don't know. That's the only guy I can remember. Like, and not even... I don't know. There's been a couple guys that, like, got the rub. But, no. Punk, like, burst into the main event scene and pretty much stayed there after the Cena feud. Well, okay. So, AJ Styles kind of did the same when he... When he got brought into the company in 2016, too. That's the only other time I can remember. He actually did beat Cena clean. Clean. Well, that was the only person I can remember doing that during that era. Like, no outside interference. No ref bumps. No. Um, phenomenal forearm. One, two, three. Middle of the ring at SummerSlam. Big moment. That was a great match, too. I need to go back and watch some of that stuff because, I don't know, you compliment 2016 SmackDown a whole lot. Oh, it's great. Well, we'll move on. Um, I, Yeah, I, it was on. No, nothing bad to say about Montez in theory. Bad things uh, to say about the build, though. Most definitely. They put Theory over strong for two straight weeks. That's true. They could, yeah. I mean, they could do a little more of that before this feud, I think. Instead of having him randomly feud with Seth and cash in and do all that weird crap they <laughs> did with him for the past, like, couple months. But we'll move on. The Bloodline <laughs> was backstage. Bloodline. And, um, you know, honestly, looking at this, oh, never mind, it came back to me. I read my other scoop. Okay, I was going to say I don't remember what happened. So they're sitting backstage, and um, Jimmy and Roman are talking a little bit, and then he tells them to leave, and then we cut to commercial. Everybody leave but Jay. We cut to commercial. Roman and Jay have their talk, exchanging, you know, uh, what happened, where were you, you were my family. But, but they make up, and Roman says, you know, I love you, you're my brother, man. And Jay's like, I love you, too. Oh, whoa, whoa. Good stuff. No, 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 no. Jay didn't say I love you back. He just kind of walked out the room when he said that. He didn't? No. Roman said I love you to Jay, and it was kind of like, you remember when he said that to Sammy? And it, and Sammy was on his side after that? Mm. Well, that was his last-ditch effort to try to keep Jay on his side, and it, I took it as it's not going to work this time. Jay is still hesitant to trust Roman. Interesting. No, I didn't. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. I don't know. I was watching it because it's the bloodline. I don't know. Maybe. 
Anyways, um, your scoops for this segment. What you got? Jay and Roman got some unfinished business after Mania. I think this was your scoop, but I, I had it down in a different wording when I had my notes. But anyway, yeah, Jay and Roman, there's some tension there, and it looks like it's going to build to something afterward. They're just planting the seeds right now, and I'm here for it, man. It was good. Well, I, again, I'm not a fortune teller. I don't have any inside sources, but... Roman is slated to be at SummerSlam. He's scheduled for SummerSlam. So, I'm saying, he could get his long break, come back, you know, uh, in July, start building this back up with Jay. I'm just saying, I think it's the best move for Roman after Mania. Become a commodity, become a Brock, come back to put people over or be in a really good feud. He's obviously going to be at WrestleMania 40. Maybe yeah. we can get Brock, or maybe we can get Rock and Roman then with no titles. I don't think it needs the titles, but I think he's done. You think Rock's done? Yeah, I think Rock's. Uh, if he wasn't coming, if he ain't coming back for this one, it's it's over, man. Yeah, I fear the same thing. I don't. This one was perfectly set up for him to be there. But then again, I, The Rock's daughter is still in NXT. So who knows what could change when she gets brought up to the main roster. You know, maybe he wants, he, maybe he wants to tag with his, his daughter, man. I don't know. Uh, I can see that. I can see, I can see it. Yeah, I can see it happening. Yeah. You don't think Roman and Cody would have a rematch? Maybe. Be, well, no, because I don't. I was going to say, if they're going to do that, they might as well do it in Puerto Rico at Backlash and then just leave it. You know what I mean? That'd be a big match. I'd see it again. Well, depending. Depends on the taste they leave in my mouth after WrestleMania. I think they're going to do well. Maybe they'll get added to the WrestleMania Backlash card. I don't know. Oh, I would. You can drop the WrestleMania. I think it's just Backlash again. Oh, yeah. I forgot that he changed that. <laughs> Stupid name, anyways. Yeah, uh, the only scoop that I had was, uh, well, I mean, I agree with you on that one. Um, I like that they teased because Jimmy was like, "I'm sick of you know, uh, of people trying to tear our family apart." And yeah, I don't remember his wording, but basically, the <laughs> let me. Uh, construe this before I misconstrue this. Um, he basically kind of said some stuff that made you think he was talking about Roman Reigns. He was like, I'm not going to take orders from anybody or have somebody trying to tell me what to do with my family. And he was like, and that's why we're going to get Sammy at WrestleMania. So it kind of teased that there he was talking about Roman at first because Roman kind of looked at him like, huh? And did you notice that Jimmy is the one that said no to the challenge for KO and Sammy, but Jay is the one that accepted it. Yeah, and I seen a weird theory the other day, but it kind of makes sense. Watch the brawls between Jay and Sammy. I don't know if you've noticed this. They kind of either like don't hit each other 
and just kind of pull at each other, or they, I, I don't know if they're just, it's just bad execution and they're not meaning to do this, but it kind of <laughs> looks like they're pulling punches. Hmm. Be something. So I, I wonder. I, I wonder. At least something. Before Jay turned on Sammy a couple weeks ago, he pulled him in close and like he whispered something to him. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe it is something. That'd be that'd be a good turn to the story. Because then you could have Jay screw over Jimmy and Mania, and you know basically tell the bloodline, "I'm out." And then Jimmy and Jay can have a feud for the next couple months. Have a blow off at, uh, I don't know, what what's the pay-per-views in June? Money in the Bank. Bank. Yeah. Maybe have a blow off there. Or have Jay have already, have Jay having already finished the feud with Jimmy in the Money in the Bank match and Roman screws him, setting up a match for SummerSlam. What do you do with Solo? See, man, it's a lot of directions they can go in. I'm, this is uh, it's going to be a good summer. Yeah, it depends. I, I want to see how they get out of the bloodline after Mania, especially with Roman taking a big break. What happens with the Usos? And like you said, what happens to Solo? Because if they don't do it right, he could very easily just become another guy who's treading water. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any slams for this segment. However, our next segment, I did have some for. Seth Rollins and Logan Paul for Impulsive TV. Uh, Logan did the cheap heat stuff, and he cut an alright promo. He's not my favorite. Seth did his god-awful, intolerable laughing backstage and his dancing and his I don't know what outfit he had on this week. I mean it's the same thing every week. He kind of looked like um remember Rico from like the early 2000s? Oh no. (laughs) He had like an outfit on it like what he would wear in like 2002. I thought but you're not wrong that's the thing um (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You know what you're going to get with Seth. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Um, I, I knew you would like this, though, so I'll let you go ahead and you you just bring it home on the speech. Okay. Fine, fine. Uh, I thought it was innovative, the way they did it. Seth out there in the production truck. He cut Logan Paul's mic. I thought that was innovative, a, a way to build up a mania match. You know what? I'm thinking outside the box. And um, Logan had a pretty funny line. He had a couple good ones in this segment. He um, he was talking about Seth, and he said, how can I be afraid of a guy named Seth? Which is pretty true, Mike. I mean, have you ever met an intimidating Seth? Yeah, I, I can't yeah. say that I have. The least intimidating name for a main event wrestler but uh and then logan when seth's music hit you know the the same songy thing the crowd does yeah the thing that jericho invented yeah yeah, thank jericho um logan 
were talking over and over it and just telling the crowd to shut up. I thought that was pretty pretty funny. See, something about him singing over the music bothers me because it's not. I thought it was realistic, though. Like, if it you is. Were in that it definitely is. If you were in that situation, wouldn't you be a little like, bro, shut up, man. Get up, get up out of here. Yeah, but I, it makes me think that, like, Logan hasn't watched wrestling in his life. When I hear him do that, but you are the one. No, man, you're the one that always says that it's formulaic and guys cut the same type of promo. When Logan Paul does his own thing that's innovative, you hate on that. What do you want? Not for Logan Paul to be on my TV screen. I think he's really good, man. I like him more than Seth. Oh. I don't want to say no, but I don't. <laughs> I don't want to say yes. Oh, man, I don't know. Look. It's like comparing two turds. Which one do you like more? The one that's browner or the one that's longer? One has a hundred million social media followers, and one is named Seth. Come on, man. And Logan Paul is—he's a mainstream celebrity that gets it, and he looks like a professional athlete. What? I don't see why you're still on the Logan Paul hate train. And he has good matches, Micah. It's because he's Logan Paul. Oh, That's man. Why. He's just a pretentious... Sure, but but they're not telling you to cheer him. Well, yes, but they're not telling you to cheer him. He's actually embracing the heel heat. But uh, I, it's something something's not clicking for me. I can't put my finger on it, but something... Maybe he's just being a good heel because you really hate him. It's not good heat. It's good heat. No, no, no. Nonsense. All heat is good heat. Like you said. Did I say that? Sure you did. When MJ poured that drink on the little kid. <laughs> I, I, you, you have no proof, sir. Alright, so the slams. Uh, I'm just over this feud. To be honest with you, um, I have not enjoyed a single segment out of this. Uh, I don't like Seth. I don't really like Logan. And I don't like this current iteration of The Miz. Well, that's oh, come for on. Seth. What did The Miz do? <laughs> well, you know, he's a stooge. Like, <laughs> I just catch a stray like Jericho did. Um. Uh, it just, it ain't for me. I'll keep watching it, but I, I'm going to say the same thing every week because I've been saying it for the past three or four weeks. Maybe we should have got that Cena-Logan Paul match. Oh, you know what? <laughs> then you wouldn't have to deal with Logan every week because he wouldn't be there. Yep. Cena wouldn't have to be there. And we wouldn't have to deal with Austin Theory getting jabronied. Yeah. Jabroni. <laughs> Jabroni. Well, same word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So your slam was basically you just didn't feel this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it, the same thing it is every week. It not for me. Not my cup of tea. Wasn't sweet enough. Well, well um, I got 
one slam, man. When they had their little brawl, Seth did like a dive to these security guards, and he just oh, yeah. he took like a face plant. Like they didn't catch him at all. I'd have been a little, I'd have been a little mad, man. They need a performance center. <laughs> what? Uh, what was next on this show? <laughs> yeah, we'll move on. I wish I could have moved on from having to watch it at all. Uh, a slight mention, just because I saw it coming out of a commercial break. Did you see the Miz and Maurice for WrestleMania the musical? I did not. I saw the headline, but I didn't click on it. I didn't. I didn't watch it. What What happened? He do like a sing song thing. Yeah, like a a Broadway type play musical thing. Oh, whoa, 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 buddy, buddy, hold up now. Now, your next words better be I enjoyed this because you were a MJL oh, Chris Jericho. <laughs> You you love that segment, so I would assume <laughs> you enjoyed this one as well. You are stretching my words, sir. I'm just saying, buddy. I did not love the MJF Chris Jericho segment. I just thought when I was flipping through the channels that it was pretty funny. And personally, personally, I don't think it was that bad. Oh, God. But no, this, this so resume in the musical sucked. <laughs> Come on, man. The Miz can't sing. At least Chris Jericho's got a band. Well, that's, I mean, that's the charm. It's so bad, it's good. But all musicals are bad. I, I, I joke, oh, I kid, but Hamilton Come sucked. on, now. Come on, man. You didn't... Did you see the other promo they... Play for the Seamus and Drew yes, and the yes, Brawling that group. was good. I was going to remark on it, but you're stealing my thunder. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, brother. <laughs> you got you ahead of me, brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I mean, it was cool, though. I thought it was a funny set. What movie were they riffing off? Was it Hangover? 40-Year-Old Virgin. Ah, good movie. I haven't seen it in yeah. a while, but it's a good movie. Yeah, man, those comedies in the mid-2000s were built different. I wish they made comedies like that now. Yep, and I wish they still made TV shows like that because people hate How I Met Your Mother, but that is my go-to turn-on-TV, don't-want-to-think, have something in the background. Like, somebody I don't have to pay attention to, but I still can, like, understand what's going on and get the jokes and everything. It's a good TV show. Yeah. Everybody has that. I got, um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's my... Yep. See, I couldn't get into that one. I don't know why. But it was hilarious to me. I didn't have cable for a while, and that was only had like four channels, and it came on every single night, five nights a week, from like eleven to twelve, and I never missed it. Complete sidebar: Is there an overarching story in that show? No, it's very random every episode. Okay. But they're concurrent with their stories. Like, if something happened, they don't forget about it. They bring it up uh, later on in other episodes or seasons. Yeah. <laughs> I've mainly just seen clips of, like, Danny DeVito. Like, that one where that dude is fixing to jump off the bridge, and he's like, do a flip. <laughs> yeah, did you see the wrestling episode they had? No. Oh, man, it's great. <laughs> Uh, Roddy Piper is in it. <laughs> really? That's 
that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of flips, Johnny Gargano and Dominic Mysterio is up next. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> I didn't really I thought this. this. I thought this was Dom's best match, bro. <laughs> you didn't watch this? No, because Johnny Gargano was in it. And yeah. I, I put my first scoop was that he got no reaction, which is a scoop just because I thought it was funny. Did you? Oh, man. Dude, he got, I mean, it was dead silent when he came. It was like they didn't know who he was. No, it was, yeah. Did they change his music? Yes, it's a different, uh, I think it's a girl singer now. Or was it a girl before? It was a girl before. I, I don't know what that was. Yeah, that didn't. I don't know if they did that recently, but maybe that had something to do with the random song change that they had. I want to say but, it was when he came back to Raw this time. Like, he had the original one. Then, like, two or three weeks after, they changed it to this new version, and everybody was like, why? Everybody loved his old odd. song. Yeah. His buns. But yeah, Dominic and Gargano actually had a pretty, pretty good match. It was Dom's, it was my favorite Dom one-on-one match. Well, now I feel bad. Now I have to go back and watch it. I'll let you take the lead then. They played an NXT segment that actually made me want to go watch NXT from, for this week. They had like a little um, home invasion angle that uh, Grayson Waller had uh, on NXT with Johnny Gargano. And I, I thought that was pretty cool that they uh, actually played something that happens in their same universe. Because usually, man, they just ignore NXT <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. But, but yeah, it made me go watch um, the NXT weekly show. Uh, and yeah, my other scoop is just that this was Dom's best match. He's really coming to, coming into his own as a as a singles competitor, and I'm hoping he continues on this trajectory. Hopefully, it's just not a one off because uh, he was in the ring with Gargano, which I know we give Gargano a lot of flack because he's five foot six and 160 pounds, but he is a he is a really good wrestler when he's not doing finisher kick out fist. Well, he just goes through the motions. That's my only thing. He just don't he just don't really tell a story, in my opinion, but. He can have good matches. I hope Dom and Ray have a really good match at WrestleMania because it very well could be Ray's last WrestleMania because I think his contract comes up in August. And yeah, so and I mean that's a really good way to go out too is facing your son. Um, I think the story they're gonna tell is gonna be really good. So I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for that match, and the build's been solid. I can see Ray winning, and uh, they doing a rematch in like Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, that's true. He is booked for. There's no way they're not gonna book Ray Mysterio for that show. I would do the mask versus hair match there if they actually gonna do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cause I mean, Ray's like the biggest Hispanic wrestler of all time. Yeah. Something. Well. Well, I maybe to, cause you know there's been a lot of big Hispanic stars like El Santo that was did like hundreds of movies in Mexico, 
and he's he has a statue in Tijuana or something. Like he was a huge deal in Mexico. Oh, or like Mil Mascaris. That's what Mil Mascaris. No, maybe him. Oh yeah, man. There's there's been a couple guys that maybe have been a little bigger, but to American audiences, yeah, he is the biggest Latino superstar of all time. Yeah, most most people. Even if they don't like wrestling, you can say, hey, you know who Rey Mysterio is? And they're like, yeah, he's the guy with the mask. Or if they see anybody with a mask on wrestling, they'll ask, is that Rey Mysterio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've gotten that over the years. Oh, yeah. Um, the only slam I had was that the Dom promo was not my favorite of his. I don't know. Something just wasn't connecting this time. He- yeah, he kind of lost his train of thought. Yeah, when he was talking, it kind of seemed like Priest like tapped him, like, "Hey, man, get to the point." But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just read that wrong. Well, things that went wrong was the topic of discussion, and Edge's promo certainly did that. <laughs> did you see this? I did see it, but I didn't want to write anything down. You go ahead. It's all you right here. <laughs> This was straight off AEW television and House of Black. Like, that is written (laughs) all over this. This is exactly what I thought of. But somehow it looked more low budget. Matter of fact, did you watch the Dark Side of the Ring on XPW? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I like that one. Okay, I bet you did. Um, (laughs) there's... Do you remember the clips of their special effects? Uh, jog, jog my memory. Okay, yeah. there's one where what was the guy's name? He was the the Christian character there. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the one that ended up getting his finger chopped off in the dark side of the ring. But <laughs> he had a Christian name. I just don't remember what it was, and that was kind of his character. What it was based off of. You remember when he ascended to heaven with their awful special <laughs> effects? Yeah, I do remember that. That is what this made me think of, or like a really low-budget indie promotion. So, it looked like it was recorded on an Android, which I'm assuming is probably Edge's phone or his laptop. And the Messiah. The Mas- Thank you. Um, Yeah, he like ascended to heaven because he got... Well, it wasn't accused because he admitted to it. He was... Yeah. Uh, Sleeping with the owner's wife, and yeah, it's <laughs> boy that promotes yeah. the whole story. And <laughs> just go watch. Well, uh, I can't endorse that. Um, <laughs> go, sure you can. Go go watch the dark side of the ring stuff. Anyway, I think Vice Vice has it for free on their website. Go watch it. Yeah. Um. So my I had two slams because one the quality was awful for anything WWE cuz it you could count the pixels on your screen if you looked hard enough. And secondly, so Edge is I'm assuming in a black t-shirt in a dark room and he's got two candles lit, but they're in front of him and they're not very like bright. And like I said, the the quality sucks. So it just looks like his head is floating. Like some old <laughs> 80s sci-fi film. 
What maybe he was. Maybe he was trying to summon the demon, and he was having a seance with the candles. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I don't I'm know. not rocking with this. I'm not rocking with Edge, and uh, uh, I mean, I didn't write anything down for Edge. The same way you feel about Logan, I feel about Edge. Well, it's I'm not far off of either of them, but the you know, <laughs> I I only like Edge because of nostalgia, basically. Because I mean, this is just sucked. I'm ready for him to move yeah. on. This this right here sucked. Yeah, it sh- this should it should have ended at SummerSlam if we're being honest. Yeah, we and, and I don't know. They had like blow off matches. They've had like four blow off matches in this feud, and then that's it. And then oh nope, next week they beat them up again. Great. It's a the it's the Jericho Appreciation Society of the WWE. Yeah, that's a pretty good comparison. Speaking of Judgment Day, Rhea Ripley came in here to save the day. Um, she was talking about Charlotte and, uh, you know, their match at WrestleMania. thought the promo was alright. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Bailey interrupts, and they have an impromptu match, which we'll get to my thoughts on. Um, scoops for this segment, the Rhea Ripley promo, what you got? I got one, and it was for the match. Okay. Uh, Rhea, she pulled off a pretty good V-trigger. Did you see that? Yeah, I thought the match wasn't half bad, even though Rhea was in street clothes, and that kind of threw me off. Yeah, it it, it did catch me off guard, because I was kind of skimming through. Mm-hmm. And then I skimmed through far. I skimmed too far, and too far. I was like... I was like, wait, hold up now. Rhea's in the ring with Bailey wrestling? What the heck? What happened there? Because, you know, I tried to skip through the edge segment. But, yeah, I thought that the V-trigger she pulled off was better than Omega, you know? Well, I'd put her in the ring with Omega. I'd put money on Rhea. Oh, I would, too. Um, So, I mean, I'll go with my scoop. Because yeah. it kind of ties in. I don't think that the promo was bad. The crowd just did not care. And some of that can be said for the match, too. Because I thought the match was alright. Um, V-Trigger looked nice. The finish was good. Um, Rhea looked like a beast, even in street clothes. And Bailey's one of the best women's wrestlers they have there. But then they had to throw in Becky and Lita and Trish and... Again, why is Bailey? I, I know it's not a feud, but why is she coming out here to argue with Rhea? They're both heels. Bailey's got her yeah. own thing to be worried about. Rhea's got her own thing to be worried about. It just felt like it shouldn't be happening. You know what I mean? That was one of my suggestions. Yeah. And it's time to pull the plug on damage control at the WrestleMania. It's, it's over. Yeah. This was a really bad bad idea in hindsight but at the time I'm sure they thought they were going to do well together but Bailey has not been succeeding in this role as the the mouthpiece for these two I don't know man it just doesn't work for me uh, I didn't like Rhea's promo it felt a little too rehearsed to me 
I thought she had some good points, though, about how, like, you know, she's going to redeem herself from three years ago, and Charlotte's living on the past, and, um, you know, that's basically her whole mantra. I know the substance wasn't bad, but it's just how she delivered the lines. I just, I didn't feel it. I don't think she, I don't know, man. It just felt too, it felt too WWE eyes, you know, when they got those promos that you can give to pretty much 70% of the roster and it would sound the same. I like the guys and girls to stand out with their promos and actually sound like them. This felt like straight out of a, this felt like she rehearsed it all day. A writer gave her a script at like 12 o'clock and she went out there and recited the lines and then the crowd didn't care because they could tell that she didn't care, man. Well, almost like that's probably exactly what happened. And then who are we supposed to boo in this? Are we supposed to boo Rhea? That's what Is I'm Rhea saying. turning babyface? Because of she could have healed promo. Yep. And in my but, eyes, I would be cheering for Rhea, which isn't what you want, yeah. you know, two weeks before Mania when she's about to go against the babyface. It feels like they have to do a double turn now. But then if you do a double turn, what the heck do you do with Judgment Day? Oh, i tell you what to do. Get Finn out of there. Bro, well, then what do you do with Rhea, then, if she turns babyface? Uh, you know. See, I'm this saying. just felt counterproductive, man. Uh, I don't know. Who are we supposed to boo, Bailey or Rhea? You, you made me think about something real quick. Um, What does happen to Judgment Day after Mania? Because... Well, I would just... I would assume Finn wins against Edge, right? Ah, I mean, I guess I could see that one. Maybe, but, like, so my thought is Rhea's most likely winning the title. Dom is most likely going to lose to Ray at Mania. Oh, we don't know. Well, he may win at Mania and then Ray wins at Backlash or whatever, but I'm assuming that the story will play out that they make up. And if Rhea turns babyface, where does that leave Damien and Finn? I think Triple H really, really likes Finn, so he would be okay. But Damien, I don't know. Not sure. The pay-per-view, the next pay-per-view is in Puerto Rico. And no priest is Puerto Rican, so Bad Bunny is going to be the host of that show, which he has ties to Damien Priest. So I don't know. I, he's at least going to do something for a month after that, I would assume. So maybe Edge and the, I don't know who you'd put with him versus Damian Priest and Whoa! Bad Wait a minute. No! No, please! <laughs> We're going to see the Judgment Day <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I'm just thinking logically. <laughs> Please, no. Micah, this has to be the end, man. Has to be. We can only hope. Please, God. <laughs> well, um, following the Rhea Ripley-Bailey fiasco was the Maximum Male Models and Otis. Except we didn't have any male models, so it was just Maximum. Um... This one wasn't my favorite. I know we put them over last week, but this one just 
there was no masse, no mansois, so there was no substance. And <laughs> I don't think uh, Maxine did a bad job, but I just don't think she could get him over without those two. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. I thought she did well, though. Yeah. But I just, it didn't have the comic relief as, like, the other segments. I think Massey is the star of this whole thing. Oh, don't, don't disparage the good name of Mansois. I mean, he, <laughs> he makes some of these segments, too, man. Yeah. He was the cameraman last week. He's like, he's, he's yeah. already better than Brandon Cutler. Bro, he broke his camera. He's probably doing odd jobs, probably doing DoorDash, you know, get some more money to buy another camera. That's a good point. And Massey sprained his hand doing whatever she said in France at a photo shoot. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I find these segments funny, but I was let down because I wanted to see, you know, the male models, not just Maximus. Yeah. Speaking of Gable and Otis, they had a match after this with Ricochet and Braun Strowman, who are randomly on Raw because they're SmackDown talents. So, did you watch this? Wasn't it Ricochet versus Gable? Oh, I wrote this down wrong, but that tells you that I I didn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did watch it. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was all right. I'm not gonna lie. They worked well together. It was getting late in the night. the the oh. The night oil was burnt, and oh. I just didn't feel like I. It's two lower mid card guys, and I like Gable and I like Ricochet, but. I knew nothing, you know, I knew the world wasn't going to set on fire. I knew the ghost of Bruno Sammartino and uh, Mil Mascaras wasn't going to, oh, you know, just fill these guys <laughs> in this moment. So, you know, I, I had a couple things okay. I was rather looking at. Yeah, it was okay. Well, um, something I'm assuming, well, Oh, you got a scoop for this next match. You watch this? I'm shocked. Um, I'm I just, a women's I, match. I just, <laughs> I just seen Oscar, and I was like, okay, I'm skipping this one. Uh, there wasn't much to note about this match. Chelsea Green is doing well in her in her role. She had a promo at the beginning of the show that I thought was all right. Yeah, she she's she's okay, man. Um, she has a gimmick and she does it well. Bianca did the the KOD, you know, her finisher, the like puts her in like a Argent Argentina backbreaker type thing, and she flips them over like it's the FU. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she did that to Dewdrop, not Dewdrop, Jesus. Um, Piper Niven. She did it to Piper Niven. And it looked pretty impressive. The crowd went crazy for it. She's done it a few times to the same Iker Niven or Dewdrop. Got a big reaction from the audience. And, uh, you know, man, that was pretty impressive to see. All right. Well, even though I didn't miss a whole lot. I like Piper and I like Bianca, but I just, yeah. I knew the Oscar bianca build sucks, and I, wasn't, I didn't want to watch this. <laughs> 
It's almost non-existent at this point. Yeah. Plus, I knew I was coming up next, and I really wanted to see that, so I was fast-forwarding because I'd already seen the clip that we're fixing to talk about. But the man, Roman Reigns, and the mm. second man in charge, Cody Rhodes, were face-to-face -face in the ring with Paul Heyman behind him and Solo staring bullets into Cody. Um, they did their typical back-and-forth uh and, I mean, I can't really explain it. If you didn't see this segment, definitely go watch it, though, because it was the best thing on the show. And um, the build has been really good for this to me. I, would, I know we talked about it on the last show that I wish Roman was here a little more. But uh, the, the, these promos seal the deal for me that I think this is going to be really good. Is this the is this the best like one on one main event storyline going into WrestleMania in the last since what thirty WrestleMania thirty? Well, that's taking me in a lot of ground and a lot of ground I didn't watch. <laughs> um, last year's. Definitely, this beats. Um, and if you want to hit a scoop or two while I quickly fast forward through <laughs> some of these Wikipedias, I'll get back to you on my opinion on that in just a second. Uh, 38 was was Brock and Roman. 37 was the empty. No, it wasn't empty. 37 was Roman versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Which I thought that was okay, but it just kind of got the match. It kind of got yeah. The match was good, but I don't know. Maybe it's because it had Edge in it, and I wasn't feeling it. Um, the thir thirty six had the NBA Arena with Brock and Drew, which didn't really have much build up because everything kind of got thrown for a loop halfway through the build up. Um, thirty five was Ronda. Becky, Charlotte, which was a mess. Oh, oh Jesus, that was bad. Hmm. People love Becky, but I don't know, man. The storyline just didn't make a whole lot of sense. It shouldn't have been Charlotte. Charlotte shouldn't have been there. So they added her in, and they gave her a title for some reason in the week before the Mania match. Uh, 34 had Roman versus Brock again, which was pretty much the same thing as the 38. Feud. Hmm. Uh, 33 had triple no not triple H it had Roman versus Undertaker which was basically Roman threw Undertaker out the rumble and he cut promo saying this is his yard now for pretty much the whole build up 32 had triple H versus Roman which wasn't a bad storyline just the crowd hated Roman at that point and nobody wanted to see triple H as the world champion at 50 years old uh, 31, everybody hated Roman again. Everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to be in the main event. So, yeah, man, I, <laughs> what, what do you think? <laughs> laid it off. Did you, laid it look, off. did you look at something while you were doing that? No, no, that was right off the dome, man. My God. You know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I've got a pretty good co-host. Nah, man, I, come on. I just, I just remember Mania feud. I followed you on Wikipedia that whole time, and you were 
100% spot on. I've been locked in, you know that. Anyways, um, <laughs> you know, you, you might be right. When you put it like that, you might be right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm really enjoying it so far. And obviously the Bloodline stuff has built up for a while. It's really good. And yeah. all this stuff has been really good to me. I'll go ahead and start us off with the scoops. Uh, I thought Roman's line about Cody running away because he couldn't accept the Stardust gimmick and then he goes and makes his own company and he couldn't get over and then what does he do there? He runs away and comes back to WWE. I, I'm kind of surprised that they let him say that to a point, but I really enjoyed that part. They actually said AEW on television one time. And it was never Same mentioned thing. again. Yeah, same. <laughs> I seen that clip. Oh, what do you guys yeah. talk about? AEW? Ooh. That was that was jarring even back in twenty nineteen, but I like how they just they just retcon Tony Khan because they I guess they just wanna tell the story that Cody Rhodes funded AEW, right? Yeah, well I <laughs> they started your company. I think about it, but yeah, they just they say he didn't start. Cody started it. They never say anything about Tony or the EVPs yeah. or which I Cody guess didn't start sense, this thing. but oh, well, come on, man. Cody didn't start this thing. <laughs> well, but you can't have all wrestling without Cody and the Elite. Oh Jesus! Oh man, that's like saying um. Jeff Jarrett, you started TNA. Well, not really. I mean, his dad actually funded the company and he put Jeff in charge, but yeah, a little off topic, man. I know we go on our tangents there. But, but if that makes you feel better about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. <laughs> Big tangent, but so I, I thought that it was a good line. And, yeah. you know, Roman didn't have to say something about his dad for once to get heat. <laughs> he was sick of that, too. Cody uh, said, I'm tired of people bringing up my dad. My dad's not going to come out here and pull off a bionic elbow. Or He said something else, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, and I was glad that he kind of, I don't know, maybe we're moving past that finally. You were glad that he buried it there? No pun intended. Oh well. <laughs> you got you got some scoops. I know you got some scoops. What you got? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I thought Cody did a good job with uh getting in Solo's head, and you know, getting him to lose his cool. I thought that was a a really nice touch, and he brought up he said one clever line about. I was carrying the champion's bag too when I was a second generation star or something to that effect. Cody, man, I thought he got the better exchange against Roman throughout this whole segment, especially with his closing line, which is another one of my scoops. When he uh, brought up, you need to learn how to lose or the bloodline isn't going to be there once you finally lose because Jay's going to leave you and then what are you going to be when you're when your uh, wise man just becomes an advocate. 
And Roman looked so shook when Cody like brought all that stuff up. He dropped the mic and stormed out the ring. And that's what the whole solo loss is cool thing. I, I thought, man, this was some good stuff in this segment. Good stuff. Yeah. They really planted seeds well and they played I don't know, Roman's so great at showing his emotions now. And he wasn't always good at that, but now it's really I guess just out there and um yeah, the solo stuff was good because Cody really was like trying to hammer it in and get you know, ultimately, Cody's goal is to try and get this bloodline to have dissension so he only has to deal with Roman at Mania. And he knew that if Solo would mess with him, he could probably take Solo one-on-one and Roman don't want to hop in there at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was good and that was one of my scoops that Cody fired back with some really good stuff talking about how his world's going to crash around him. And like you said, that really shook up Roman. But it's the truth. And like I said, he's planting seeds for the Jay breakup and that feud to carry on and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, there, this is a main event segment. You cannot get a better main event segment than this. Yeah, if you skip everything on Raw, just don't skip this segment. Yeah, you'll find it on YouTube or something. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> all in all... What, what is your excitement level for WrestleMania as we're two weeks out, or I guess mainly Cody versus Roman? Okay, because those are two different answers. Because yeah. uh, I'm usually always excited for WrestleMania, regardless. But the Cody and Roman stuff, I'm really, really looking forward to more than any other past WrestleMania main events over the last ten years. Which is crazy to say, man. Ten years, Jesus. But I mean, it's true. Yeah. Unless we count the, um, because when they start doing two night WrestleManias, do you count those as WrestleMania main events? Yeah, I would say the first, so. The, so would that mean that, uh, Sasha and Bianca main evented of WrestleMania? Yeah. Okay. Still though, even taking that into effect, I still think this is the most excited I've been about WrestleMania since about 2014. Yeah. And honestly, one of the things that I really love about a main event feud for a title, like the, let me take for example, what was Roman's uh, last big match before Sammy? Uh, Logan? No, KO. Like, the KO match. I really liked the Roman KO match, but you knew that Roman wasn't going to lose at Rumble. Yeah. But when you can, as a fan, watch the stuff play out on TV, and then you get to the match, and you legitimately are like, dang, I don't know who's going to win. And, and you can, you know, you kind of get that feeling like you're, you're truly invested in this, and you care. I mean, every punch you care about. Harkening back to our beginning topic of the show with CM Punk, when Punk fought Adam Page, when Punk fought John Moxley, I was that way. I was like, man, I really hope Punk wins, but I honestly don't know what direction they're going to go in. That's the way that I feel for this match, and I think I'm going to have that feeling when I finally see those two in the ring that, you know, 
who is going to win because I really think Cody's going to win. But, I mean, we've seen Roman be champion for the past couple of years, so it's not impossible. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's very enticing. And the another element to it, you got the number one baby face versus the number one heel. And they've never they've never touched. They've never had a one on one match unless you count Cody's other iteration, which I mean, if you're going by when he when he since he came back, they haven't had any physical confrontation. Yeah. And that's that's something that you don't see a lot in wrestling nowadays, where the biggest show of the year has the number one baby face, the number one heel, and they've never faced off in a marquee match. At least not juiced Cody. Yeah, yeah, juiced Cody's different. <laughs> this is uh this is ending racism Cody Rhodes right here. Oh no. Oh man. If it was in February Cody would be oh, it'd be, oh, heck yeah. I would have put in all my life savings into <laughs> into DraftKings. To, the official to on Cody for the WWE. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> but all in all, um, I, I'm really excited for this match. And it's going to be a fun WrestleMania weekend. It's going to be a very tiresome WrestleMania weekend. And when we get there, we'll let you know a tentative schedule. Because I'm sure that we will probably just do a WrestleMania episode and then slate all three shows for the weekend show till we can get back, you know, situated and everything. Um, but all in all, I thought a really good, uh, or a really solid episode of Raw. And, you know, I think we had a solid episode here today talking about some good stuff, talking about Punk, talking about Raw, but think that we're all good here so we're gonna go ahead and close it up we hope you enjoyed this episode of the scoop slam podcast if you would make sure to follow us on twitter instagram tiktok for all your updates small clips make sure to share the word with your friends you know we got link tree send them that um you know just let us let them know about us because we're here to stay and we have a good time doing this or i do at least I, i hope you do I would imagine. Oh, you keep showing up to these calls. I don't even invite you. You're just, you're here already. You got my family held hostage, Micah. I got to do the Scoop Slam podcast. Uh, able. We, we I got to let all the details out. <laughs> but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you for listening to the Scoop Slam podcast, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Enjoy. <laughs>